Hello and welcome to Sumo Mainichi. We are getting down to the pointy end of Hatsu Basho in Tokyo. It's day 14. It's all happening. All of the sumo is happening right now. I'm Amy. I'm here with Dave. How are you? Well, sumo. Sumo, sumo. Sumo, sumo. Sumo. I just want to talk about sumo. But before we get to that, uh, everyone everyone wants to know what the weather in Tokyo was today. Oh, they do. And you cannot find this information anywhere else but this podcast. I'm so glad that you guys tune into this podcast to find out the weather because, and then immediately tune out afterwards. Yeah, some people do listen to the podcast. We've seen the statistics. A lot of people just dip out after the weather. Yep. Yep, and that's fair enough. Because as you weird, said, you can't find it. Because it's retrospective. It tells you nothing. About, maybe I should do a forecast. Oh, yeah. For tomorrow's weather. Oh, my God, you've rocked my world. Wow, so we're doing a pivot. I feel sick. We're going to be called Tenki Mainichi, so weather every day. Uh, no, but as people were filing home from Kokugikan today, 7 degrees Celsius, 45 degrees Fahrenheit, and for the humidity freaks out there, 37 degrees. It's going I mean, up. 37 degrees humidity. Oh, dear. Now, some troubling news. Mm. I I mean, we don't even really need to say what it was because everyone knows what this is. Uh, This, it was like being punched in the stomach. Yeah. I saw it quite late, actually. Yeah. Like, what time did we see this today? No, you told me. I was going about my day. Yeah, you You know, I was like. I was out frolicking in the... Get in some the, stuff. Yeah, I was just mucking about. Uh, Went to the gym. You, you came in and you said, sit down. And I said, I'm already sitting down. And then you said, lay down. <laughs> and so I did. And then you broke this news to me. Well, it's the news that everyone knows. It's the Hoshoryu Kyujo. Yeah. Massive. Because of the knee, we saw him go down or uh, exacerbate the injury at least last night and against Kirishima Yep. Uh, when he had the leg kicked out from underneath him. And I think it's not too much of a stretch to say that most of the sumo community was really looking forward to see him fight Terunofuji uh, tonight. He's that, never beaten That's the biggest understatement I've ever heard this sumo community, we were devastated. Absolutely devastated. It's nine times head-to-head that Hoshoryu has not been able wow. to beat Terunofuji. He was in such good form. He was in such good it form. It could have happened. It felt like every time he came up against uh, or the Yokozuna now that he got closer and closer. Could it have been tonight? I mean, there's no point asking that because it wasn't. Because he's out. Now, the good news that I did see is that it's not a a long-term injury to the knee. Oh, really? Yeah. So it's only going to be, I mean, they say, I extend any time that they say by a factor of three. Were these sumo doctors doing the diagnosis? Yeah, they were sumo doctors, doctors, I think. (laughs) So they said a week, but what it isn't is a a tear or a... Um, I don't know any other word for it. It, It's uh, the swelling that stopped him from being able to walk today. So he woke up, couldn't walk, obviously then couldn't imagine doing sumo at the time that he needed to. I wonder whether his opponent influenced this decision. Because I would back Hoshoryu, you know, against most of the Sanyaku with a bad knee. Yeah, and would the swelling you'd feel would the swelling go down enough over the day to be able to hobble on it and just 
you know, kick someone's legs out yeah, or ice it, push them over. I Put don't know. Put some ice on it. Um, but he, what, he could <laughs> Watching the replay of that bout today. They showed they, it heaps of times. They did from um, that loss yesterday where he went down uh, heavily on it against Kirishima. It did remind me of my analysis, my insightful sumo oh, yes. analysis when he went down yesterday on all fours on the doyo. And my quote was yesterday, gee, he looks disappointed to have lost that. <laughs> when, in fact, he was like, I've wrenched my knee and this I'm in agony. Pain coursing <laughs> through his body. What I didn't see yesterday was how he held it up off the ground, actually. Yeah. When he fell down, you could see him kind of cradle it with his with how he held it. And you're just like, oh, disappointing gee, for him, isn't it? He's, yeah. <laughs> You know, oh, sure are you. But, you know, I want to be honest with you. Yeah. I mean, no, I can't read minds no. or knees. No. As it seems. Uh, but this is, yeah. I mean, this Kujo sends ripples through this uh, Yusho race. Yeah, it really does. So, Terna Fuji with the Fusen show, he came out today and accepted that a couple of bouts before, as is always the case. Uh, that bout was due to happen. He had to sit there for the rest of the bouts and, and just hang out. Yeah. Did his doyo weary. Yeah. Looked intense. Yeah, he did. Yeah. And probably was, I don't reckon he was like super happy about it. You know, he was probably was looking forward to uh, wrecking him <laughs> or, or trying to again. Yeah, I wonder. I but wonder. maybe secretly inside at his very core. He's like, yeah, cool. Oh, yeah. Thank you for that <laughs> yeah. day off. Um, so. It means that Kodnawaka will have to, uh, Kodnawaka was going to fight Hoshori on day 15, so yep. they'll have to come up with someone else for that, which we will be talking about. Let's talk about it later. Uh, the Jurio You Show was decided oh, yes. today. Yes, uh, which is great news for one young man, Takeru Fuji. He blew away most of his opponents uh, across the 14 days he's fought so far. To get the Jurio Yusho, he is unbeatable now in this position of 12 and 2. He beat Chiyosakaya today, which was a bit harsh because Chiyosakaya was not going so well and coming up to try to avoid his Makakoshi. He just got pushed off the doyo, so that's Makakoshi for yeah. Chiyosakaya. Yeah, an absolute gift to Takeru Fuji today, who is now 12 and 2 at Jurio 10. Let's just put him up to Makaguchi. Yeah, we, put him we, straight up. We spoke about this before the podcast. Let's just... Well, no, actually, there's an argument against that, isn't there? Put him against Kodnawaka tomorrow. Yeah, I mean, see, I can't believe you're giving these suggestions for free. I'm a visionary. You are a visionary? That's a gift to the JSA? Why haven't they thought of it? Yeah. The Jurio's over. Yep. He doesn't need to fight anyone else in Jurio. Kodnawaka needs an opponent. Yeah. I mean, it's this kind of lateral, out-of-the-box thinking that Sumo needs. Mm, I reckon. This is, this is the Western perspective. <laughs> Just get JSA South onto it. Yeah. We'll solve everything. I mean, do we know the the fax number of JSA? Is it too late to revise this day 15 time? Yeah, it's plus. What's the plus thing for Japan? Yeah, plus. Oh, I'm not sure, plus, actually. Does that work for faxes? I don't think I've ever called. <laughs> Anyone in the last 10 years. <laughs> anyway. Anyway. Um, Takeru Fuji, he lost to both Jurio 3s, Roga and Kidnawaka. 
Both Ricochet in great form, though. Very, very good form. Surprise losses, perhaps, for him, but the young man is blasting through the ranks and will be much higher in uh, in Jurio and will come up against the likes of Wakataka Kage. Haku Oho. Haku Oho, most likely. Yeah, oh. Jurio is going to go off in March. Stay tuned. All right, let's crack into the Makuchi bouts for day 14. Yeah, look, I need to talk about Tsurugisho and Shimazumi. Tsurugisho was coming in today on seven wins and he accepted the precious gift of Shimazumi's touchy eye, let him right, wrap the right hand around his body and then use that arm, the right arm of Shimazumi, to throw him Uadna. Uwatanage. Yes. Uh, this was a very cool win for Tsurugisho to bring up his kachikoshi. Very on trend, the Uwatanage at the moment Isn't in the second week of the Basho. It's moved from the Totari Basho to the Uwatanage Basho. Yeah, two, two, a Basho of two halves, mm. I think is the best way to say it. Tsurugisho looking in sparkling form there. Kachikoshi for him, Yay. eight and six, I believe. Shima, Shimazumi, nine and five mm. now. A 10th win would seal off a great bash. Well, another option to fight Kotonowaka in my books. I completely agree. Pop him up there. Takara Fuji, I have to mention this guy. I don't want you to. I have to mention him. I know you do. I need everybody to sit down. You are sitting down, you say? Lie Lie down. down. What if you're lying down? Uh, Close your eyes. No, Uh, here's the thing. Get in a basement installed in your house. Oh yeah, and go and lie down in the basement. Well, we don't really have basements in Australia. No, that's Every what I'm saying. You've got to, it, yeah, you've got to dig, dig one, one out. out. Mm. <laughs> Pop in a door. Is it a finished or an unfinished oh, basement? Unfinished. It has to I be want unfinished because you just dug it. Yep. Yeah. Bare earth walls. Bare earth. No stairs, just a slope. <laughs> And then you're like, one day this is going to have a TV yep. and, and a gym foosball equipment, table. <laughs> a pool table. So Takara Fuji, he did not win today. He tried. He tried very hard, He actually. tried very hard. But he was all, on the attack. Yeah, he was. But Oho here. Look, I need to admit something. Okay. I said I wasn't going to say this on the podcast, oh, you but did here actually. we are. Oh my god, are you going to say? Well, because when they matched up, Takara Fuji and Oho, I've been really riding the Oho train. Yeah, yeah. This basher. Yeah, and that's fair enough. Oho has given me encouragement into his future. No one will begrudge you a bit of Oho cheering. Well, yeah, and Except I was just like, for well, today. Takara Fuji fans, and I count myself as one of those. Mm. So, yeah, Oho uh, just had. The ability to stay on his feet. Yep. He overpowered Takara Fuji. And then I had this brief moment of going, oh no, Takara Fuji's Maegashira 16? 13. 13. <laughs> Feels like 16. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah, Oho got the oh, win 16. there. I no, he is 16. Wrong. He is 16. Yeah. Why have I. Okay. Oh, Sumo DB is not down in no, my it's brain. Not. <laughs> He's it's online. Feels like thirteen. Yeah, I wish thirteen. So, so I think the reason this bout hit emotionally was because a I thought I caused this loss, mm. but the shot, this oh, iconic yeah. shot of Takara Fuji down on his hands and knees, head pressed against the doyo, the doyo that has been his life mm. for so many life years. Blood. Yeah. Yeah. And the workbench. Talking about lying down, yeah. he was lying down. He was thinking, face can pressed. I dig a, dig a basement? Yeah. With my the face. Dog. 
Oh. This was very, very hard to see. It was very moving because Takara Fuji for many, many years, you know, has been the businessman, has committed to his sumo, has shown up every day, has not shown a lot of emotion, win or loss. He's always been, he's been in Makuchi for a long, long time now. He's on the leaderboards. We mentioned Tamawashi a lot. What we've discovered in looking at Tamawashi on these uh, uh, boards of how many consecutive bouts in Makuchi and all of that, is that Takara Fuji is also on those. Yeah, but no one talks about it. Exactly. But he, he, you know, he just does his business. But today, you're exactly right, seeing him head pressed against the doyo, it felt like this was it. Yeah. This was the moment he goes, I'm done. And interestingly, the NHK uh, broadcast, rather than focus on Mm. Oho, yeah. Coming down the Hanamichi, he's 9-5. Great yep. result. Yep. It focused on Takara Fuji. I nearly said Takara Fuji. Well, I keep saying that, I think. <laughs> Takara Fuji walking down the Hanamichi. It was the loneliest, most depressing bit of cinema that I've seen in quite a long time. I think there's a – there felt like an acknowledgement mm. that this might be it. Yep. And I hope I'm wrong. Yeah. But we've speculated over whether he would stay in yeah. if he would, or if when he goes down to Jurio. But um, the NHK camera people—they knew. I, I think they might have might have some inside intel. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. Oh, it was really sad. Yeah, it was really sad. We wanted to highlight that Takara Fuji. If uh, he does call it, we will do a five-hour episode on him. Just wax lyrical. Are we we locking that behind the paywall, do you think, or should we make that freely available to everyone? All right, freely available. Okay. No Patreon episode Like the businessman would. Yeah. (laughs) Just grab it out of the No, the businessman would say put it behind the paywall. Make some money. Yeah. We honour you, Takara Fuji, 5'9 at Magashira, (laughs) 16. Let us know what happens. Uh, We'll move on. Oho, nine and five. Uh, a quick check-in on the Onosato Sadunumi bout because Sadunumi was coming into this one on six and seven. Sadunumi got off to a pretty good start here. He gave Onosato a big scare on the bales, but Onosato, he looks so comfortable down fighting these lower-ranked rikishi and uh, found his quick feet quickly and used that belt grip to drive Sadunumi across the doyo and out. Yep, a Kirikayeshi, the twisting backwards knee trip that I absolutely didn't spot I at the did time. I did not see. This felt like Yorikiri to me. <laughs> I'm just going to acknowledge it. But it takes Onosato to two-digit wins. Ten and four, very impressive That for feels him. good. It we feels know right. that. Yep. It's, a, it's a good acknowledgement of his uh, skill. Uh, It doesn't tell a full story, of course, of those four losses. But what it also means is that it's Makakoshi for Sadunumi. He's six and eight at Maegashira 10, so bit Mm. of a slip for him. Another one of those older rikishi who are struggling at the moment. Um, I won't spend too much time on this one, but I just wanted to talk about this Tomokaze Ichiyamamoto bout. Uh, both of them coming in with uh, losing records, not really much at stake here, but Tomokaze actually got a win against Ichiyamamoto. And I thought this was a really concerning sign for Ichiyamamoto. Tomokaze came out at the touchy eye. We know he struggled to get any kind of momentum or generate any power. And Ichiyamamoto did the worst thing he possibly could do. Yeah, just the pull again. We're not seeing anything from Ichiyamamoto uh, <sighs> mostly uh, that 
shows any signs of positive, Sumo. I don't know what he was doing here. Tomokaze has been not successful. <laughs> well, no, and it, like, you know, I mean, we have seen yesterday Tomokaze catch his opponent almost napping at the touchy eye and did it happen again today? I, I just thought this for Ichiyamamoto fans, I count myself as one, this was a very concerning bout to go, if you're pulling against Tomokaze, you need to have a very, very good and hard look at your sumo. Yep. Good news for Tomokaze fans. I also count myself as one of yep. those. He is five and nine, yep. Tomokaze, which I think is, he's very on the good. verge of six and nine, which would be a great <laughs> result for this basho. Ichiyamamoto, same score, five and nine. All right. Well, let's move on to Tamawashi up against Nishikigi. Nishikigi going for his kachikoshi today, but a tricky opponent in the uh, ever-growing younger somehow, Tamawashi. Nishikigi, though, he took him to the bales twice, and the second time he took him over. Nishikigi, yeah, Nishikigi. the slayer of worlds, the great man, gets his kachikoshi at Magashira 5, three wins in a row. What can't this guy do? Uh, I mean, this was a beautiful piece of sumo uh, from Nishikigi against Tamawashi, who after this bout finished looked a bit, I wouldn't say annoyed, more surprised. Yeah. I mean, Nishikigi just has this ability to beat great Rikishi, in-form Rikishi. And at Maegashira 5, I know he's had his time at Komasubi, but this is where he needs to be. Yeah. Uh, getting eight wins on day 14, a great result given the the uh, calibre of Rikishi he's been up against. Yep. Can he win any more fans? He's won everybody over already, Nishikigi, surely. He is eight and six, and Tamawashi already luckily has his kachikoshi. He's the same score. Uh, Tobizaru and Hirodumi. This was an interesting bout because Tobizaru was coming into this one on seven wins, six losses, looking for his kachikoshi. Hirodumi was six and seven, trying to stave off that makakoshi or losing record. Tobizaru blasted in low at the touchy eye, and despite being stood up, Hirodumi was strong. He powered forward. He pushed high on the body of Tobizaru, took him over the Tawara. Yeah, Tobizaru wasn't able to do very much here. And that puts both of these Rikishi on seven and seven. Now, we were watching the NHK coverage and it had been suggested already that one of Kodnawaka's two possible opponents was Tobizaru or Asanuyama. Well, when I saw that, I rubbed my eyes comically mm. and I thought... Double take? Woo, woo. Yeah, I know. I mean, I know there's gaps in my kanji reading. I thought <laughs> that can't say Tobizaru. Uh, it did say Tobizaru. It did. And they were probably hoping that he would win and get his kachikoshi here perhaps and, you know, be just one step more. Um but he didn't, and he was ending up at seven and seven. And I thought, oh well, that probably means that uh, Asaniyama will be the likely opponent, opponent. for Kodnawaka. And then I thought they love to match yeah. up seven and seven Rikishi against higher ranks. So did they know that Toby Zaru was going to lose this? Maybe, <laughs> maybe. Yeah. So I mean, if I'm sure you've seen already, but Toby Zaru is Kodnawaka's opponent tomorrow. Oh, leaked. It's leaked. Yikes. We'll talk about that later. But, uh, yeah, Tobizaru just couldn't do anything here. Hirodumi to not get Makakoshi and to give himself a chance on 7 and 7. I like that. 
Wakamoto Haru came up next against Abi. Abi was going for his Kachikoshi. Now, as soon as this happens, it has to be a flashing red light. It has to be an alarm bell sounding. There is a possibility of a henker. I called this so early. So early. And it happened. Can I can I just outline my logic yes. for this? Let me rewind saying it happened. Pretend you don't know that. Yeah, no, well, I mean, it happened. But I thought Abi needs this win and his opponent is a better rikishi. And they're the only conditions that mm. you need. Yeah. He knew he couldn't win this honestly. Yeah. This made me sick. Mm. Tell us about it. Well, he moved to the left. We were watching the sumo today with Henker expert Dr. Ben Marshman. And so we were able to turn to him for a judgment on this one. I did think it was a little bit closer to a meet well, and move. I've got to say, yeah, uh, you were there. Associate Professor Ben Marshman was there. And I've got to say, I felt that both of you were a little apologetic about this. Oh. Yeah. I called it, this was a dog act. Yeah. This was a henker. Well, Ben you called like, it a move and yeah, mate. Ben was move like, and mate. I mean, Ben's an academic, you know, he, his mind's on another level. He's trying to come up with new things. Was he feeling it at the core of his body like you were? Well, this is, it's the academic thing of the pressure to publish and like he needs new ideas. <laughs> this was a henker and I don't care about what anyone else says. Mm-hmm. And he did it against Wakamoto Haru, which mm. makes me sick to my stomach this is a dog act. I rewind to two weeks ago where I was like, oh, Arby's doing so well. Oh, he's fighting for Terrell. Yeah. The reset's over. Yeah, yeah, reset's over. Reset is over. Yeah. Reset 2025. Let's talk about that. And I'm even going to say the reset's over for me because. <laughs> I, Double reset I over. actually agree. And I don't say yeah. this very often. This It's just a dog act. Oh. He just doesn't need to do it. No, but the problem is he does need to do no, it. No, okay. You know, and I that's hear the you. problem. Yep, he does need to do it to win. Pathetic. I mean, you might think that Wakamoto Haru could get around this. And actually he yeah. did see it. He yeah. did move with it. But then when he came back at Arby, Arby danced out of the way on the edge. They both leapt up into the air. There was a monoe. It was given to Arby, but it was Goombay Dori. It was clear that uh, even though they were both... Um, Flying. Well, it was I mean, quite a beautiful was sumo a beautiful ballet end. moment. <laughs> if you haven't seen this bout, go yeah. and um, watch the slow motions of I mean, it. I mean, it was interesting to pull my head out of the bucket and just see these two beautiful boys <laughs> flying over the Tawara. People who love the boomerang function of Instagram oh, are going to be on this in a they, flash. They would love this. Uh, back you know, and forth, back and forth, back and forth. Yeah, I, I thought the Monoe, I was praying that they they – Found an interpretation of the rules that saw that they, you know, both went out together. Associate Professor Professor Ben Marshman was saying, yeah, well, they've they've both left that vertical plane, horizontal yep. plane. I didn't understand what he was saying, but <laughs> I agreed with it. He was drawing graphs. Yeah, and, and I was like, oh. Putting many axes in Where there. Where did he get that chalkboard from? <laughs> That's weird. Um, and I was agreeing. I was nodding furiously, but just thinking, does this mean we get a Tori Naoshi? Well, the most upsetting thing that he said was that this means that Arby might go back to yeah, um, well, Komasubi. And I was just like, well, that hadn't even entered my mind. And now I Is it true? feel worse. Well, he's at Maegashira 2 and he's 8-6. Oh, and Jesus. let's have a look at the Maegashira 1. Oh, hang on. Yeah, well, well, one's Wakamoto Haru, so he's going up. And then Atami Fuji. Well, we need to tell you about Atami Fuji. Yeah. He's coming up. It's a possibility. Okay. 
Let's move on. Jeez, what a disappointment. Well, Wakamoto Haru, I have to tell you about the positive thing here. He lost, but he's still 9 5, which is great. And he still has a yeah. chance to get to 10, which he was denied by want, Arby today. Yeah, double digits for the boy. All right, uh, let's talk about this Asaniyama Atami Fuji bout. Please. Beautiful piece of programming for day 14. This one was one of those uh, sleeper classics. Yeah. You know? Yep. You don't get to see these two go. Uh, up against each other all that often. The the bout itself only went for about three seconds, but gee, it was rich. Yeah, sometimes it was the layered. Best. It had great texture, like a pavlova. Oh, yep, crispy outside, like an opera cake. Bit of crispy action in the middle. Like uh, Asa, looked. Yeah, I mean, he looked quicker out of the touch. Yeah, big surprise. Uh, Atami Fuji did put up some resistance, but Asanyama, he just has this ability to look like he's fighting at double speed against mm. his opponents. Uh, and he just uh, overpowered Atami Fuji. Uh, he did fall himself yes. as Atami Fuji was going over. Yep. No mono either. No. Which I think was the right decision. I think so. Atami Fuji had stepped out quite clearly on the replay. I didn't see it at the time that uh, Asanayama put down his hand, but it did look kind of close. So um, maybe a bit surprising that it wasn't called. But, um, yeah, it was a clear step out first to Atami Fuji. So that was his Makakoshi. Now, I feel like this is a fair Makakoshi. I'm not. Devastated in any way, shape or form. I think he represented himself extremely well here. Lots of learning moments. And at Magashira 1, where he can still possibly get a 7 and 8 if he wins tomorrow, it's fine. And a 6-9 wouldn't be a disaster. And I think that really with a Tummy Fuji, we have to look at his Basho overall. We might talk about it more tomorrow, but Mm. he did haul himself out of a horror start. Uh, fighting three Ozeki and Aseki Wake and losing all four. Yeah, and going up to Komasubi is not going to help that. Like he, no, no, no. He no, doesn't exactly. need to go to Komasubi yep. at this time to make things better. Gradual build. Yep. Gradual build. All right, let's move into the sparse Sanyaku bouts for day 14. Shodai came up against Ura. They were both four and nine. This was a, a quite a bizarre bout to watch. Shoto was taken to the Tawara. He tried to turn and heave Ura around and over the bales. I thought it was going to happen, but Ura, he just, he's like, it's like he's rediscovering his style of sumo. I agree. At this late Some, stage. Something has shifted in these last few days yeah, where, he, where he's looked, I mean, obviously everyone knows, he looked very down in the dumps the first week. Lost a lot of bouts, yeah. but there's a the, the joy has re-entered his sumo, yeah. and this response to the short eye thro- uh, throw attempt here was pure Ura, mm-hmm. and I, I I know I felt he got energy from this. Yeah, when you see Ura, you know that it's Ura. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? <laughs> well, that's and a deep statement, but I completely am with you on it. We saw it today. It was like yeah. he was nervous. It's so understandable. He was nervous about being at Komasubi first. He tried to do some other stuff. Now he's back to doing pure Ura and whether or not he succeeds is, you know, almost immaterial. He just gets to do his brand of sumo. He attempted to throw Shodai, but then he used the arm to pull him through yeah. Totari. And I think it was a, actually a Totari I think it was win. a Totari, yeah. We've spoken a lot about Totari, but there actually haven't been many final Kimarite given. This one was 
grabbed Shodai's arm and pulled him through and actually has ended up at this point on a better score than Shodai. Now, Shodai has a Kimboshi, that's fine. Ura has a Fusensho. <laughs> that's but, fine. <laughs> no, that's great. Yeah. But Ura is uh, still 5 and 9 and Shodai still 4 and 10. Yeah, I, I think uh, Ura seeing just the the unadulterated joy after these wins over the last few days. Oh, so good. All right, uh, Kim Borzan up against Daesho. Kim Borzan coming in on six and seven, trying to stave off the Makakoshi and Daesho on seven and six, hungry for that eighth win. Uh, this bout, this was the Daesho show. Yeah. It's yeah. a little bit awkward to say, but it's accurate. Yeah. Which is Daesho win? It's the Daesho show show. Show show. Yeah. Uh, Daisho was on the attack the whole time here. I, I do have to say, to Kim Bozan's credit, his oh, footwork yeah. was good. It was not bad, actually, he considering stayed in how this... injured he is. I yeah, think. I know. Given the injury, he did well to keep himself in this. He backed off, stayed up, but one final powerful push from Daisho sealed this one. Uh, blue Kimball's on off the doyo into the third or fourth row. So that's Kachikoshi for Daesho. Congratulations. And I've been speaking the last whatever number of days that it's taken him to get this, of how important this is. At Sekiwake, uh, that means it's his one, two, three, four, five, six, seventh yeah. uh, Kachikoshi in a row, uh, which got him up to Komasubi and then Sekiwake. So it means he'll stay there. For his one, two, three, four, five, sixth basho at Sekiwake. He's a very good Sekiwake Daisho. And, and I mean that respectfully. I'm oh, not, yeah, yeah. I'm not taking a shot. No, you're a Daisho fan. fan. I, I Big fan. take that in good uh, faith. But that's Makakoshi for Kimbozan at uh, Maegashira 6. Feels right. Well, it's understandable, it I right. think. Yep. He's done very well with that injury, but yeah. Yeah. Bit too hot for him this time around. Well, look, we come now to the about that is extremely important in this Yusho race. By extremely, I mean pretty much the most important. <laughs> <laughs> well, given Hoshoryu was out today, this so is far. the most important. Exactly. So Turner Fuji has stepped up for his Fusensho already. And now it's time for Kirishima on his Yokozuna run, trying to get this Yusho. It's very important for him to get a win here. Kodnawaka. Wants to win as well. Uh, wants to win for his Ozeki, possible Ozeki status, but also to get a Yusho. They're both coming into this on 11 and 2. First up, there was a mutter. So Kodnawaka went out yeah. first. Well, Kodnawaka broke here. I mean, it's it's easy to read too much into what a mutter means. But, in, but what I thought was he's nervous. He's nervous, yeah. So the first one, okay. No worries. He's nervous. He goes up. There was sort of a bit, he pushed at Kirishima. Kirishima was like, don't touch me. And they reset. Then there was another one. Yeah. So he did the same thing again. But even this was even a more ginger mm. step forward here. And I thought, oh, he's inside his own mind. Yeah. He's wandering around in the Hall of Mirrors of his mind. Yeah. And that's not a great place to be if you're a Rikishi. And what it did... To the audience, and I can speak to this as I was the audience, and what it did to me was totally focus my attention onto Kodnawaka. So for this next Tachi, I was only watching him. I thought, and I think we said at the time, that it might make him 
um, a little slower on this third yeah. one so that he doesn't break again. And it might disadvantage him because he wouldn't come forward as quickly. So we were really watching him and he was a little bit slow. I thought he was very lethargic out of the touch eye here. And so we were like, well, straight away. Well, it's over. It's over. Kirishima. And I feel like Kirishima might have thought that as well. Mm. He shot out the arm. There was a bit of argy yeah, Bit of mucking about. Bit of sumo. And then he got the <laughs> <laughs> he got the arm on Kodnawaka's throat in the Nodawa. And I thought, well, that's good. <laughs> Not but, good. But he it, could take him back with it. He can move him around with it. But then he just held it. Yeah, there was this moment where at a distance he held. I mean, we see Nodawa attacks. We don't often see Nodawa hold at this kind of distance. Yes. and He didn't move Kirishima. No. A- and interestingly, Kodnawaka was the one who initiated out of this. And this was the deciding point of the bout. He slapped his hand away. Yeah. Which kind of moved Kirishima to the side, then Kodnawaka was able to kind of move out of the way then, pull him through, get behind him, and even though Kirishima could then turn himself around, he was in a terrible position on the Tawara. He was on the back foot and Kodnawaka could then just push him out, Yorikiri, yeah, the, the step tra- him out. Yeah, the transition here that Kodnawaka did from that Norawa hold, slapping the hand away, Moving around the side of Kirishima, getting that hand on the back of the belt. This was beautiful sumo. I think it shocked, well, it shocked me. It shocked me. It shocked Kirishima. It's still shocking me. Yeah. I don't know what happened here. Did Kirishima take it too lightly? Did he get confused by the mudder? Like, what was he doing with that Nodawide and not doing what? anything else? His sumo is so active. Yeah. Well, we've talked about it being passive, actually. So, well, yeah, I mean. But it was a different type of passive. It's passive when his opponent has been active. Well, honestly, like, it was split seconds that we're talking about here. It felt like forever. <laughs> but it sh- I know, but it showed how good Konnawaka was to go, I'm not going to wait. No, I'm going to go. Off, get off. Get off. Get out. And it was interesting, the, the footage that NHK captured after this of Kirishima, after the bout and walking down the Hanamichi, he was shaking his head. Mm. He knew he'd made a mistake. And you think about what's riding on this bout. A win today would have been such a leg up for the Yusho chance and therefore the Yokozuna promotion yeah. chance. He he might have let this one get away. Yeah. Well, I think he has. Yeah. I think even he can he can still win the U show, and we'll go through that in a second. Uh, so that might be enough, but it still wouldn't be the most comprehensive, uh, U, as comprehensive a U show as he could have got. Well, psychologically, what does it mean to lose against mm. Kodnawaka? I think mm. for Kodnawaka, this is a a big confidence boost, mm. and I think this sent a message to the sumo world that said. Don't sleep on me. I know Kirishima's good. I know Hoshori is good. But Kodnawaka is still on the improve, it feels yeah. like. As soon as he lost against Terunofuji and went 0 and 7 in their head-to-head, everyone was like, that's cool. He's got as far as he yeah, can. Yeah, 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 yeah. He can still get Ozeki. No worries. He's got enough wins. Um, he's the real deal. He can't. Yeah, he's not the real deal. But I think today showed that. I do feel like, I guess 
the core of my issue is that I can't decide whether it was an unforced error from Kirishima or um, skill from Kodnawaka, and I think it was probably both. Oh, I think it was skill from Kodnawaka. Mm. I mean, maybe maybe Kirishima waited a little bit too long. Mm. He underestimated his opponent yeah. perhaps. Yep. yep. And if you're underestimated and you take advantage of that, then that's skill. He's doing yes. well. He's He's... Getting it done. So but huge win. What a cracker of about to finish huge off day 14. Win. Yeah, this was absolutely massive. Uh, and, of course, we were robbed of that Terunofuji Hoshoryu bout. Imagine going into that after this. Yeah. The cat, sorry, the cat yeah, is I know. going for my feet. It bit my foot too. But <laughs> <laughs> I was right. stoic. Kornawaka, he moves to 12 and 2, the same score as Terunofuji. Kirishima, he is 11 and 3. He has done himself in. He has taken himself uh, not entirely out of the equation, but he's made it tricky. He's made himself have to rely on the others. So we've got a situation tomorrow that I'm going to try and describe. Are you up for me trying to describe it? Good luck. <laughs> uh, Terunofuji is going to fight Kirishima. Kodnawaka, we found out, is not going to fight Shimazumi, is not going to fight Takeru Fuji. <laughs> he's not even going to fight Takara Fuji. What about Oho? He's not going to fight Oho. Oh, damn it. <laughs> he's not going to fight Asaniyama, which was one of the uh, suggestions. He's going to fight Tobizaru on 7 and 7. Yeah, I mean, I don't mind it. I mean, Tobizaru knows how to go against the best. As you said, he's seven and seven. He's got so much to fight for. It's a little bit disappointing. Mm. I'll be there for it, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm up for it. I think it'll be fun. Yep. I've come the full circle because I thought it should have been a Sanyama for yeah. sure. And now I'm like, Tobizaru, why not? Yeah, sumo. <laughs> Do it. You know? It's sumo. It's sumo. So, <laughs> Terunofuji beats Kirishima and Kodnawaka loses. Terunofuji Yusho. That's clean. That would be Terunofuji's uh, most hoped for outcome. Be another Yusho for him. Terunofuji beats Kirishima and Kodnawaka wins. That means a Terunofuji and Kodnawaka playoff, yep. which would be quite impressive. Kodnawaka, as we know, has not managed to beat Terunofuji in, what did I say, seven tries, including yeah. in this fashion. If Kirishima wins and Kodnawaka loses, it's a three-way playoff. So what I think you're doing is outlining three scenarios that are all very, very exciting. Yes, and if Kirishima wins and Kodnawaka wins, that's the one that I've missed out on. It's a Kodnawaka you show. Yeah. Yep. What if Oho wins and Onosho loses? Have we yeah. thought about that scenario? Then, then good on you, Oho. <laughs> it's good times. Can so mathematically, can Toby Zoro win from here? Um, I think there's quite a high possibility. Of right. It. So yeah, <laughs> yeah. So in beating Kodnawaka, he he could get some bonus points. So if Takeru Fuji fought Terunofuji, Fuji, yep. oh yeah. Even though they're in the same stable, could we have a good time tomorrow night? Yes. <laughs> yes. I think that's the outcome that we can guarantee is that 
We're all going to have a great time tomorrow. <laughs> it's day 15. It's Senshiraku. Then we get the Senshiraku parties, karaoke, filming. Please put it up online, all of the stables, so that we can play it for our Talking Sumo episode. Hey, w- Sumo Mainichi should have a Senshiraku party. Oh, should we ever? Yeah, we should just do karaoke here. <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> In the studio. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> what would you sing first? Uh I would sing that Kiss Nasado vacuum cleaner ad song. <gasps> Every day. Yeah. Oh, no, that's no, what I would um, sing, the short eye song. That's the short eye song. I can't bring it to – I won't do it. I oh can I can bring God. it to mine, but it's embarrassing. I'd sing Every Day. Or would you sing the Kakuri you um, – Oh, he my way. Them? Yeah. Nah. nah, that's too sad. Way. Too sad. Oh. Yeah. Like he had the kind of gravitas to deliver that Would song. you sing Pineapple Pan? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> No, I would do the but I would do the pocket of Fuji version of it. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Well look (laughs) forward to that. That's on the Patreon. (laughs) Thanks for joining us on Sumo Mainichi tonight. We'll be here to bring you all of the action from this very exciting end to Hatsubasho Day 15. We'll see you then. Bye. Bye. Bye.